And I've always drawn everything every day, all the time. Like things I'm going through, things I'm thinking about, something I hear that I then get like a vision for or like an idea for that I draw. It's like a way for me to sort of process my feelings and emotions, I guess. Welcome to the Prime Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. And for this week's episode, I had a conversation with the amazing Louise Nord. Louise creates paintings that are precise and ambiguous, often featuring a recurring anonymous female figure who finds herself in a wide range of different scenarios. Her use of bright and considered colours acts as a perfect glow for the viewer's eye, but it's not until you look closely that you realise it's just a thin veneer that creates the deeply personal themes in her work. So I'll start with ourselves, everybody, which you just tell us a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. So I've basically always been drawing my whole life since I was a kid. It's all I did. Um, and it was like we used to have this like friends book at school where you'd write. It was called, I think, My Friends. I'm from Sweden, so I don't know if, if you had a similar thing here. But it's that all of the kids have these like little almost like interview books for your friends and then it was all these questions like what's your favorite color and what's your favorite food um what do you want to be when you grow up and I was I always said an artist um but then I guess most like my parents were always really supportive um my family but I would sort of always get the advice that you should have like a real job and mm. then do art as a hobby. I didn't really think of this uh, of like being an artist as an option mm. for a living, making a living. Um but so I just continued to do it as a hobby and like I would do like little commissions for friends and uh I'd do things for people's weddings and and then I got um I studied graphic design and then I got a job as a graphic designer and then I would get also jobs as like at, at my first job they would often give me like the illustration jobs um to do so I got to like use illustration and also graphic design as creative so I felt like I get got an outlet for the creative bit in my job um and yeah so that was that was sort of how I did it and and up until I applied for the other art fair a year ago but like until then I didn't I didn't really think that you could I could do it as a job I thought it would be like a hobby Hmm. on this side so why actually, uh, this is very premature, but why actually made you apply for the art fair then? I saw it on Instagram. <clears throat> I kept popping up on my Instagram. And my partner said, why don't you apply? Hmm. And like, cause I've never applied to an art fair before, ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah, never. Wow. And he said, why don't you apply? And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to apply. And then I looked, checked on the website, and I missed the deadline by, like, two days. 
And then they had a later deadline um, for this thing called like New Futures. Mm. And then the criteria was that you had to be an unestablished artist and that you hadn't exhibited your work of this style before anywhere. Um, and that was that was it, and then you could apply. So I applied for that, and they did say, well, it's quite it's quite competitive because we only taken like two two people on this. Um, we only like there's only two uh, winners. So I yeah, so I applied just thinking, no way I'm ever gonna get in. Um, but I, yeah, I still I still wanted to apply. Um, then in yeah, then and then I, I got in. I remember when I got the email, I was on the phone to my boyfriend, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I turned the phone off and I just squealed. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then he came, like I turned it back on, like unmute, unmute again. He's like, "What's happened?" <laughs> <laughs> so so shocked. Um, but yeah, yes, it was that was. It was the first time I applied. Uh, yeah. But I didn't think I was going to get in. But it was, yeah, I'm very happy that I did. It, that's really amazing because, like, luckily like, I've, got, I've got, you know, I've been able to see a work in person. And it's it's really cool because it's a very different experience to, like, having seen it online. Um, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think completely different. I, I would have, I still like to work if I saw it online, but I wouldn't have understood it in the way that I understand it, standing in front of it and actually looking at it. And being like, you know, all the crisp lines and all the detail and all kind of, you know, like how accurate it is. And, you know, there's a lot to be um, spoken for when it comes to seeing art in real life, which is why I like going to the art fairs and stuff, which is why when I saw a work, I was like, I must interview Louise. It would be absolutely amazing to do so. Um, because I saw wow. and I was like, I absolutely love it. The colour palette and stuff. We'll get into all this later, but like stuff like the colour palette is like, it's funny for me because your work seems so considered and together for somebody who's only just had their first showing it's kind of interesting actually i know you had oh. you know you, and you had the setup you had all the purple you had the primer violets you know you had everything it was it was really yeah. good like like i really kind of like i personally i gravitated towards that because i'm like you have a clue of who you are as an artist you have an established identity at least in your own mind and i think that's mm. actually what drew me to you and your work and then the fact your work is good as well also helps thank you we, we met I think we met on my um, on my second hmm. art fair so that's I think that's one. no you had the sweets on the first one as well but I think I had a bit more I had earrings when we met and I also had the prints which I didn't have yeah. on the first yeah it was yeah it's just I, I think it was very kind of just like eye-catching because I feel like this, I think that's the problem with the art fair as well, is that you, because there are so many artists there, you yeah. have to kind of stand out because it's, it's hard because yeah. there's so much good art there. And it's, it's kind of, so yeah. yeah. And so many people walk through as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of yeah. those where, like, yeah, you have to kind of stand out. And I feel like you absolutely did. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. Thank you. That's so, so lovely. That's so nice because you never know. Like, I'm, hmm. I've done, th I did my third in the summer and I think I'm equally as nervous as I was on my first one. Hmm. On the first day, yeah. I'm terrified. I'm like, oh my God, what if people hate it? They won't though, <laughs> what bro, they won't though. 
Sorry. They were though. And the good thing is that like people are there to look at art. They're there because they like art. They're there because they're interested in like what the next kind of talent is. So it's it's a nice environment to be in because people aren't going to hate it. They're not there for that reason. They're there. To no, it is like no, it discover. is. Yeah, it is great. But I guess it's the and you're and you're right. People do go because they enjoy art. But I guess it's the fear of maybe not hating it. That's I don't think people are going to go and be like, oh, that's absolutely awful. But maybe just no one will care. Like that yeah. is my like yeah. people might just look at it and be like, meh. And walk past, you know, because there is so much good art there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But then I, yeah, but then I kind of feel like you have to remember, like, I, without sounding, you know, too dire, like in life, like nobody cares generally in life. In that sense, very true. You know, that's when you think about it like that, true. think about it in like a more of a broader way. But no, that's yeah, true, but it's also true. You know, yeah, I guess it's also like having because it's so personal. I think that's the yeah. thing. It's personal to me, so it feels you feel quite vulnerable. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, and the role of the artist is to make people care about your work. It's like, well, why should we care about this? And it's kind of exactly. like your almost your job to try to explain why we should care about your work and why your work yeah. is important and why it's meaningful and why we should pay money for it. I think it's yeah, for me, that's my opinion. Um, yeah. So, what is the biggest challenge of being an artist? The biggest challenge? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> at the moment for me, I think. Well, there's a few things. I think, well, because I have a baby mm. um, and she's 10 months, so she's a lot more um, obviously active and she wants mm. a lot of, you know, playtime and all of, like a lot of attention, which I obviously want to give her. So I think for me, it's at the moment, it's a lot of time. <laughs> it's yeah. time. To be- and I tend to like... Yeah, really late. Once she's gone to bed, I'm like, right, I'm not going to create. And then I stay up to like three in the morning. And then obviously I have to get up at seven. <laughs> and then I'm knackered. And then I go, because also we tag teams, and then I have a few days when I'm not doing anything and I just sort of sleep. But yeah, yeah. at the moment, I think it's time. Um, yeah, for sure, number one. But then also I think it's a lot, I think, like the fear of getting stuck or like that, I find that quite... Um, difficult too because I because you're always evolving as a person and you're always changing so like yeah. trying out different things I love doing it but it's also that thing of like oh I don't know what should I do like how should I how, what should I make because you want to change but you don't want to change I guess too much yeah. that's a challenge for me too because I brought on my last art fair I took some illustrations with me and I think they did relate to the painters because they were often it was the same object or the same sort of scenes but I was a bit worried I was like oh but they're all like the on white paper and white frames black and white drawings and then it was like a little bit of color on them and I thought oh, is this too different or so that's also a challenge I think of like or you know posting on social media I'm like does it all need to be in this exactly the same style or should I can I try different things so that I think that's a challenge for me anyway also because you're in many ways new to being um, scrutinized and kind of observed as an artist in your practice it's like it's hard to figure out what direction to go in because you don't have a a particular blueprint to follow yeah yeah that's so true and I spoke to an artist friend of mine and I was like is it okay to change and he was like it's crucial especially for someone like you who's in the beginning yes you know you have to change and everyone changes but I think that is a yeah, that's a bit. I was like, and then I spoke to someone else. She's like, maybe, maybe don't do a complete U-turn. And then I'm thinking, well, why not? If my direction goes in a different way, then. But yeah, I think that's a struggle because I'm then like, oh, I don't know if this is too different from this or. 
And I tried some new colorways on the last fair, actually, because I did this little piece of like a woman on an escape button paddling away. And then I couldn't decide on the color. And my partner was like, just do a different color. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I posted on Instagram. I was like, what? So I did two different colorways, like one with peach and blue and one with purple and turquoise I think and I asked which one should I do and then the, the one with the peach and blue got the most votes but even then I was like well I don't know if I should do and then I did and I was really happy I did actually because it sort of felt quite freeing to do a different because I know when we met that well, it was all very purple it's very purple yeah and a lot of kids are like it's purple your color and I was like well I, I like purple but it's not <laughs> I have many different colors I like mm. so it was quite nice actually to do a completely different one and it turned out to be my most popular one at the last pair. So the interesting thing about that is that you are at the point in your career where you can try different things and it's not going to affect you in the sense of like, it's not like, and this is something that I'm always really, really interested in with artists in general, is that like, you have not built the kind of audience yet that is paying for your work at the point where you have to do a certain thing. So you are well within your rights to do whatever you want in any way you want. Yeah. And now is your time to experiment because in the next 12 months, your career will take off. And then you won't be able to do, you won't have the time and the ability to do it in the same way, to experiment in the same way than, than you do now. Because mm. at the end of the day, like, once you get that core audience that is, that is going to expect a certain thing from you or want a certain thing from you, you're not going to be stuck doing it necessarily, but there will be like a blueprint set for yourself in terms of what your work you're going to create. Mm. So before you get to that point, before you realize what it is yourself, you need the time to experiment and try different things and be like, oh, yeah. interested in this, do you want to do this? You know? So Yeah. That's a really nice way of thinking about it, actually. That's just my opinion. That's just the advice I would give to anybody who is like at kind of like their start beginnings of a career because it's like you don't, it, it's hard because like you want to be super successful and you want to be like, oh, bam, this is what, I, this is my aesthetic. This is my style. People are going to pay mm. me for this. But then that is also very much a trap because if you get bored of it, you're going to be stuck doing that. You're not a factory, you're a person. And I think unless you want to be a factory, and that's the kind of like, that's the kind of, um commercialization you're going for you want to change and grow and evolve because you change grow and evolve you know yeah but your audience will change and grow and evolve as well That's so true and this is actually what I thought when we met when it was so purple and I thought have I like painted myself into a corner now with this all purple is this yeah so I guess that is okay. a that like because that is a fear for me too that I'll get stuck on something that I then because I feel like I change so much all of the time hmm. Like sometimes from one day to the next. And like when I go to exhibitions as well, like that is another thing. Like you see so much, or at the art fairs too, you see so much different, amazing work and you get so inspired and like, oh my God, that's amazing. I now want to try abstract art, which I've never done in my life, yeah. you know. It's, um, so yeah, it's, I guess it's good to give yourself the freedom to oh, yeah. play and explore. Yeah, you have to. And and I actually have, as always, because that's all I have, all I, the only people I talk to are artists at this point. Um, but I have a lot of artist friends that I can send in your direction if you want to talk I want to discuss kind of anything to do with art in terms of like community because uh, I think these questions that you have and the kind of feelings you have are you know very valid and everybody has them so I feel like maybe talking through them with different artists that you don't know especially would actually be really helpful to you um, and kind of like ask people how they sailed on a style that would be amazing yeah oh, I've got plenty of people I could I can send your way and because, uh, yeah absolutely oh, there's at least another 70 that i've interviewed so that's 70 um 70 yeah. 70 yeah this is episode 72 three yeah oh i thought you said 17 70 no, no 70 70 73 yeah that's what i'm currently on at the minute yeah get to 100 then i'll quit for a while 
uh, six months. I think, Sorry, what was that? You take a break at 100. I think I take a break at 100. Don't quote me on that because I sound wrong, <laughs> well, but I might not. Um, we'll see if I make it to 100 first. But okay, so let's get into your work. At what point did you realize you can actually have a career as an artist? At the other art fair. Is that really? Yep, that's it. Yes, because I hadn't done it because because I'd, I'd done... Um, well, like I said, like I've done, you know, I, I don't, I did some weddings invitations for for a friend that she paid me for, and I did some like commission, I did some commission like portraits or collages, illustrated collages, um, a few years ago. Again, like through a, a work colleague who then, and it's sort of, a, I did a few because different people saw them and and things. So, but you know, it was never anything. It was very sort of spread out. Um, so I just thought oh, this would be great if I could do this, you know, here and there. Um, and then, yeah, it was when I applied to the other art fair. So in October last year, when I had um, when I had my first show, that I I realised that yeah, because I saw that it was a possibility. I did. I didn't. I genuinely didn't. Obviously, knew that. <laughs> I know that there are artists that are very successful and live off their art but I just didn't think it felt like it was a very sort of far away um dream you know um mm. and yeah and then but yeah it was, so it was there and I, I sold I think I sold eight paintings there or something which was you know amazing absolutely incredible but I'm also not surprising as well to be very honest <laughs> not surprising. Yeah. it's but, not surprising thank you but it, it yeah genuinely it was there because um yeah, because you know, and it was so many artists there as well on like all different levels too. So yeah, no, it was, it, and that wasn't that was yeah last October that I realised it, and I remember there was a guy who came as well, um, to that show. And we were talking. He's come to like all of them, um, not to see me, but I've, I've seen him at all of them, and he was really lovely. And he was saying, he said, "Oh, so it's, this is your first time," and. I was like, yeah, and, and, and he was like, oh, congratulations, now you're officially an artist or something. And I was like, oh, my God, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't um, know. I, and I also didn't know how to go about I think it's such a great opportunity to, mm. like, have, because where else would you have your work exhibited for that yeah. many people to see? Um, so, yeah, that that was, that was when. Like I thought I could be an illustrator in, you know, because in graphic design, I did, I did graphic design and illustration. So I thought, oh, maybe I can like carve out an illustration career somehow. And rather than like, because quite often clients would come and they would want an illustration in a specific style. So it wouldn't necessarily be my own, but I thought, oh, maybe I could, you know, find out a way of doing my own illustrations and maybe like incorporate that into to graphic design. But I never really thought that it would, yeah, I thought it would be more, like in combination with more graphic design and some illustration. Can you describe your work for those people who may not have seen it? Yes. Um, it's basically, I think I said it, what is sort of, <laughs> sounds a bit, I don't know, more, no, not morbid, but it's like my brain on canvas is probably the best way I can describe it, I think, because it's, it is, it is just things I'm going through. Mm. It's kind of like a diary because I've never really, I know I kept a diary when I was like really little but I've never I've never kept a diary and it's sort of and I've always drawn everything every day all the time like things I'm going through things I'm thinking about something I hear that I then get like a vision for or like an idea for that I draw um it's like a way 
for me to sort of process my feelings and emotions, I guess. So it's, how would I describe it? It's like scenes with a person in it. <laughs> hmm. But that person isn't necessarily me. She is a woman, but she's not. Um, and I mean, it comes from my mind, but it's also, I think I like try to not explain too much of what's if someone asks me I say well for me when I painted this this is what I was going through but it's also really nice if someone goes oh look that's me in that scene because of this so I try to not like I don't unless someone asks me I don't go so this is the reason behind this painting because I like for people to sort of work out their own connections to it but yeah it's all things um like quite personal to me yeah because I put here that um your work focuses around an anonymous central character that you place in different scenarios yeah. to discuss different ideas and topics. Like, are there mm-hmm. any particular topics and themes that you're particularly interested in exploring in the work? Um, I guess, well, there's a few things. The reason, someone asked me actually at the last half of what, um, because she's very curvy, the woman. And like, that's something that only a few people have sort of commented on, but that to me is a really important part of it just because of the sort of pressure on women to like look a certain way and but then yeah. like have kids but then also look like a teenage boy with boobs yeah so there's that's the reason behind her having like a normal body shape um and then like yeah I guess she is on her own a lot mm. <laughs> which yeah but then also I think because someone said to me on one of the first that she looked at it was the really purple one and she looked that the all of because I had lots of small ones so it was like very 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 many little purple paintings and she looked at them and she's like oh my god at the at, at, like the first look they look quite like really happy but then when you actually look at them mm. they don't seem so happy which I'm glad that she saw it because that's also um they're not like then they're, they're not always maybe what they seem to be <laughs> Yeah, so that's exactly what I love about them. So this is so this is the reason that I when I saw them, I was like, this is interesting to me. Because it's it's all very like gilded. It you look and you're like, oh, these look really vibrant and interesting. But when you look at them closely, you're like, actually, this is telling a very sad story about this anonymous character who's in all these different scenarios by herself mostly. I particularly like the image that comes to mind that I remember the most is the one with the wine glass where it's got the happy banner behind and it's like yes. she's really sad. She's meant yeah. to be happy, but it's sad. It's like, is she alone at a party? Is she by herself? You know, She's it's not really left her. And yes. I, like, I love stuff like that because it's like, it's honest. That's what your work is. Your work is very honest, but it's also very, what's the right word to put it? It's honest, but it's also, it doesn't give anything away. It's universal. That's what your work is. And I think that's the clever part about your work, which is what I love, is that anybody can look, whether, you know, it doesn't matter who they are, they can look at your work and be like, oh, I felt that before. But like, oh, I relate to that because I think it's really interesting. It taps into a lot of universal themes, uh, you know, whether consciously or unconsciously. I think it's really cool, actually, personally. I think it's really, really interesting, especially um, because the character is anonymous as well, which I think is like, is that deliberate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know she looks exactly the same in all of them. She didn't really in the beginning. I had a few different ones, but it tends to be like the same looking woman, hmm. but she isn't. She, yeah, she isn't me. <laughs> she is mm. basically anyone that relates to her. But that's really nice that you say that because it's um, yeah, it's just really lovely. So it's that's my favorite thing. I think when people, if people can relate to it, yes, you I know, in the, the question that I wrote, and I was like, that's exactly what it is. So 
yeah, so I put here, I mean, I'm reading from my notes, if people don't know what I'm reading from. Um, so I put, when I look at your work, <laughs> I love, I, the funny thing about your questions is that I actually didn't, I wrote your questions really strangely as if it was an essay as opposed to like questions. I did a bit of like, oh, this is what I think about your work, which is what I know, but not what I normally do. I normally just write questions. Um, I've actually oh. got like, like little mini paragraphs there. Because I put here, put, put here, I don't know why I'm reading about if you haven't already read it before. Um, but I put, when I look at your work, I think of the term quite desperation because there are there is always one character in most of your images and it seems like they're lonely. That's what I was interested in, this idea of like loneliness, like all kind of like the the duality between loneliness and independence because i feel like they're, yeah. they're kind of two sides of the same coin like is that a particular theme in your back not necessarily um she, but because yeah i mean in the beginning she she had friends <laughs> with her <laughs> i think because that's well i guess because you're always i guess actually you're because you're always on your own really aren't you hmm. Like in the end, there's, there's, hmm. you're just always with yourself and on your own. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I've been, mm, I actually don't really know how she's ended up being just her in all of them. I'm not sure. I think for me, it's interesting because it's it's almost like the scenarios are, because, you know, as you said, like it's almost diaristic, but it's not autobiographical. It's based on yeah. feelings as opposed to actuality. And I think because of that, it makes the images seem. A little bit odd and a little bit surreal, but also yeah. still very relatable. And I think that's kind of what's interesting about the work is that it's it's very ambiguous, but deliberately so. But not so much that it's, oh, we want you to guess because I don't want to tell you. It's more like, this is not what I've, I've felt. This is not what I've thought. This is what I've been through. Can you relate? Without you actually saying that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you put it much better than I would have been able to, I think. <laughs> Because all I do is look at art every day. That's all I do is look at art and think about it and wonder what I think about it. Um, so why do you think that people enjoy viewing figurative art? And do you think that art that is more personal to the artist is more interesting? I think, well, for me personally, I, I like to sort of wonder what goes on in the picture, I guess, um, for sort of the same reasons that you just mentioned. And I, and I also, it makes me think what else is happening or what's the scenario or like, can I relate to this? And I think, and sort of like when I look at it also, like I often wonder like what is going through, like what was the painter thinking and or the artist thinking when they were making it and also like what is this person going through? Hmm. And then so I watched, yeah, so it's the, what did you say the second question? The second part of it was, do you think that, that do you think that art that is more personal to the artist is more interesting? I think it's definitely interesting to find out the story behind an artwork for sure or the reason why someone created it but I think also like ultimately I think the art that I find the most interesting is the art that connects something like that I connect with on a personal level even though I think it's great to know the reason behind it but I do like like when it would the, the, yeah the art that I like the most is the, is is whatever I feel that personally that I connect to like with my own stories and my own experiences so what kind of art do you actually connect with like what kind of intrigues you in terms of the art that you see so much different art I mean then but yeah I say that that it's but some of it's so basically there's another I think you know him there's an there's a guy at the other art fair um Johannes 
who does all yeah. of the square work. Yes, yeah. I love his art. And um, at the one that we met at, the one in March, we were talking and he was like, he had a few pieces and he was telling me the stories behind them and it was like one specific one that I really connected to. And like your own journey and taking the step and it was just this little figure like just taking a step out of the box and that's what that was the one that I could relate to the most and so I really connected to it and there's another there's another artist that years ago Richard Culver he had this like massive painting and it was all it was like white gray paint on a big canvas or like really sort of just messy brush strokes and then it said but this actually yes okay so but then it said so it said like squib or like written I loved you um and then in like brackets but in white so you could barely see it against the paint it said you just couldn't see it oh and I was, it was super nice. clever yeah and th- and then I heard the story behind it actually which made me love it even more and connect to it even more and I remember ringing up his agent and I was like I really would love to have this art like and it was super wow. expensive I think if I had that much money to spend on art I would have gotten it hmm. But yeah, so that was actually that was the story behind it, and then also, I guess the story behind it made me relate it to it even more, even though I did really like it before I knew the story as well. It, what's really interesting is that both your work and Johanna's work is very much like figures in a box. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, which was really interesting because, like, when you said, "Oh, the things about," I'm like, "That's exactly you describing your own work, like a solitary figure in a box doing something." Yeah, I've yeah. never thought of it actually, but because I've always thought it's so different because you know because yeah. this is very like minimal, and but yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it's and it's all got a story behind it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny. I'm like that's why you relate to it because it's 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 actually the same thing, just in a yeah. very different form in a very different context and a very different narrative way. And I think that's yeah. kind of the beauty of art, I guess, and the beauty of meeting a lot of different artists is that you realise you're all kind of creating very similar things just through the your own perspective and your own lens of life and I think that's what the beauty of art is yeah I do as well I do as well but then also because so, sometimes you just see something that you can't explain why you love it so much oh yeah well. absolutely absolutely although there's I feel like there's always a part of you that knows that always has to be a part of that like even if like subconsciously that's something that you'll know yeah I know one I saw I went to like years ago I went to Dali um wow. there's like a Dali museum in London I don't know if it's wow. still here I think it was a Dali museum or maybe it was just an exhibition but I went years ago because my parents were over um and that he has this like massive painting that's if you look if you stand close to it 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 looks like a naked woman from behind, like looking at a window, and then you back away from it, and it sort of morphs. I've had dreams about this painting, wow. and it sort of morphs into a pixelated face of of Abraham Lincoln. Oh wow! But yeah, and it's just I've I've been obsessed with it since I since I first saw it. But I think that's more of just like how, like my mind was blown. It's like how yeah. did someone create this? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool though, and also I think that's. So like to me that's really cool because it's like the idea of you know the kind of obviously I guess the very literal reading of that is that like the closer you are to things they seem very different to how they are far away yeah it's kind of interesting like that like just playing with like the sense of like people's perception is always interesting through art because you know to create something that's realistic or at least kind of real in some way is hard enough but to create something that's going to impact somebody is even harder yeah 
I did this one. <laughs> I was just thinking about when you said when you look at things close. I had this one painting um, at the last fair, and it was like a crocus in a in a in a vase. Hmm. And then, it, it, like, it just looks like a crocus flower. And then when you look at it close, it's got instead of like the piss. Is it called the pistol out, out of a flower? Hmm. Yeah, it's got a little fuck you hand. Ah. And that was this. What so my boyfriend's aunt came. She's like, I'm very drawn to this flower. And I thought, I need to make sure that she's seen it. And I was like, have you seen the little hand? And she's like, no. And then she looked at it and then she was like, oh, no. <laughs> Hang that on my wall. <laughs> How you can on your wall? Why not? End of the day. It's a great idea. But that's what I love is like the idea about you subverting the normal, that you're subverting what you expect. And I love that. I think that's really interesting because like as an artist, you have the control to do that. You have the control to be like, oh, actually, I want to change this and I want to do this. Mm. And like how important is it for you to kind of create your own world for your work? Oh, it's massively important. I because I feel like I've always found that since I was a little, I sort of little girl. I sort of live in um, in my own little fantasy world in a way, not in like a delirious way, but yeah, no, it really is. And I, <laughs> well, I don't know, but no, it really it is because like it's it's um, sort of just create what you want to create. Is I love doing that, and also to not necessarily. Although I know it's really precise and I'm super particular about like the lines and all of this and the colors, because I want them to be in a specific way. But it's also it doesn't it, it's not necessarily reflective of like reality, if that makes sense. So one of the main noticeable points of your work is the color scheme. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, when I first saw your work, it was very much pink, purple and teal. Um, yes. And obviously now it's changed a bit here and there. But like how important is it for you to have a specific color scheme and how do you come up with the color scheme well <clears throat> the color scheme actually came from my niece oh, wow. yeah so I have my oldest niece she's nine now but when she was so we she's really into drawing and illustrator so we we do that quite often together well actually all the time when we see each other um and she, we were doing it one time and she decided that we could only use these um you know the highlighter pens are they called mm. highlighter pens yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we could only use highlighter pens to draw and they and they basically come in like yellow purple teal like green blue and pink so we only use those ones to draw and then i, I really like the color combination and i thought ah oh, i'm gonna start using using this in my art and then so I did. And then and then it sort of went very purple. Yeah. And then I thought, no, it's too purple. I want to change. <laughs> no, it's I think it's I like to stick to a color palette, but I feel like it's changing maybe a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna change. So that's the thing. The whole point is that as we said earlier, that you want to evolve, you want to change, you want to try different things, you want to add some odd, interesting colours that you haven't used yet. And I say, like, what is your favorite colour to use currently? Look, colour to use currently. I'm really enjoying peach at the moment, actually. And more muted colours. I've liked. Um I started using my Posca pens again just like last week and they're super bright. But wow. painting-wise, I've actually and I think I did that for the last outfit too. It was sort of it was in the same colour scheme, but they were more muted. And I like I like that. I think it started, I did this big flower painting um last year and it was in like the the pink and the purple and the teal but it was a lot 
less like vibrant. And I really, yeah, I, I like that. It felt more, it felt a bit more like me as well. Because um, I guess, I mean, I don't, I know you don't have to like look like your art. <laughs> no. But the ne the neon felt um, like the neon colours I'm less drawn to now. It, that's interesting because mm. it's like. Sparks of neon I like, but not like full on neon, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's interesting because I feel like sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes some artists rely upon bright, poppy neon colours to attract attention to their work that may not necessarily be as strong, but because it's about just the colour as opposed mm. to being about the substance behind the actual image itself. That's what I felt was when we met, I felt it was too bright. I thought, oh, my okay. God, people's eyes are going to be hurting from looking at this. But because I actually felt like I felt. I don't know the opposite, but I felt like I didn't want it to be so bright because I felt like maybe it took away from, maybe the colour was all that they saw then. So that's interesting because, yes, I agree completely because that's really how I remembered it. Mm. The, very, the very purple lady. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's perfect because the whole point of the work for me when I saw it was that, like, bright colours, dark subject matter. Mm. You know? Yeah. And for me, like, that combination works, has always worked so well when you look at anything um, in pop culture especially that has that kind of like um you know the the gilded edge to it you know like the gilded no oh wait that sounds weird I can say something that sounded weird like when you when you look at something that looks that looks really beautiful but actually underneath it's not quite you know the kind of you know faded glamour that kind of thing um yeah and I think it works really well and it works really well in your case for the the really interesting color palette and also for me like purple Purple is a very unnatural colour. We don't see it often in society, which is why I think I was drawn to it, because it's like, it's such a strange colour to work with, and I don't see people do it very often. I do love purple. <laughs> like, I, personally, I really enjoyed it, but I also definitely understand and like, why you'd be like, I need to move away from this, or, or like, I, you know, I should change this, or at least should think about doing something different. I can understand that. Because you don't want to be boxed always, in. Yeah. I mean, there's always some... Even in the new ones, there's, there's always a bit of purple in them. It might not just be the whole canvas, might not be yeah. shaped of purple and bright pink. So I've been obviously very, very fortunate to see a work in person. Um, and I'm very impressed, as I told you when we met, and I still am impressed at the paintings because they look like they could be um, digitally made, like, you know, like kind of because they're so, they've just done so well and the, the lines are so clean and sharp. Like, I'm still really amazed and impressed. But, like, do you consider yourself to have a certain style? And is being precise really important to you? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. And I say this, I actually say this to people, I don't feel like I have, I have a style. And then they, they look at my work and, and most of them say, well, I think you have a very distinct style. Hmm. Um, so, yes, I guess I do have a style of painting and drawing. That's sort of always been the same. What would like slight variation? Just how I draw things, I guess, is yes, I guess I do have a, a style. Although I don't always feel like I do. I feel I also feel like it's no, I guess I do have a style. <laughs> um is it important to be very, very precise? Yes, it is actually. To me, not because I think things need to have really crisp lines and hard edges and like no color outside of the lines 
It's just how I've always been. <laughs> and I think actually the graphic design mm. has made that even more so because it's sort because of, when I work with graphic design, it's like pixel perfect. It all has to be like on the millimeter. Um, so I think that has actually influenced a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would say absolutely. I think definitely with the idea of like bold lines, block colors, very, yeah. very precise everything's very it's, it's interesting because obviously when I uh, I met you I was like this could be digital mm. um, as opposed to just like traditional painting and like is there ever a worry for you that people will look in but obviously like, oh, just a digital piece of art yeah I mean I actually had no I had never thought of it um until a few people have asked <laughs> mm. and they said oh so are these digital prints and I'm like no no they're they're <laughs> paintings they're acrylic paintings uh but a few people have thought that they're yeah. digital prints yeah because yeah. I guess they look quite graphic and and they're really flat, which is what I want. I, like, I want mm. them to be really flat. And I have, like, these, like, I have, like, the, um, so called, like, a flow improver that I mix with my paint to get, like, as little brush strokes as possible. Wow. Although, actually, recently I've started, like, in some of them, they have quite thick brush strokes because I really enjoy, like, working with the textures. But, yeah, I, people have, some people have actually thought that they're prints. Which I didn't, I did I didn't, I guess because I know that they're paintings. I just thought yeah. just assumed that, oh yeah, it's obvious that they're paintings. And also because it's, it's you know, it says something like when I show them, it has like a little sign and it says acrylic yeah. on camp. Yeah, people don't always read though, that's the thing. <laughs> I know. Of course they don't. Um but yeah, it's not I, I yeah, I didn't I didn't I never thought about it until a few people mentioned it actually. Do you think that the work translates well online in terms of like being paintings because online there's often no context at all in terms of like the yeah. themselves. Yeah. I don't know. I think when I put, I'm quite bad at Instagram, but when I do post, like I sometimes post like the process of making something mm. and then it's, so then it's like showing that I'm painting it and, and things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause online, I guess you could see even less, you know, mm. textures and, and brush strokes and things like that yeah so particularly if your yeah particularly if your images are already flat in real life yeah they're going to be yeah. even more they're going to be flattened <laughs> even further because the, the one problem with the internet is that it flattens everything you know like if you've got a sculpture it's flat it's a two-dimensional yeah. space and life yeah. so with somebody like yourself you're kind of not doing yourself a disservice because obviously you have to use social media quote unquote you social have to use social media but it's like you kind of pay yourself no favors i guess and without saying this in a painting, but then you don't want to keep saying that all the time because, you know, you'd hope people no. understand that. No, no, I think the only way I can do it is when I post, like, the, the process of making, mm. yeah. of making a painting. Yeah, but I don't know how, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, but I don't mind people thinking that they're prints either, really. In a way, I think it's quite, I don't know, it's quite nice in a way because it, it, then I'm like, oh, it actually, the colour is really flat then. <laughs> it must be. Mm, it, it achieves its purpose. It achieves a goal that you set out for it to be, that you want them to be flat, mm. so that's cool. So it's not a problem. Like if you were look after, you know, highly textured paintings, then you'd yeah. be like, oh, this is not working. <laughs> Someone thought it was a print. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, time to rewrite my entire existence as an artist. <laughs> time to add more paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the scale of your work, because your work is quite small, actually. Or at least the images that I saw were fairly small. Like, what kind of size work do you normally create? And like, why do you create at that size? Um, yeah, they were very small. They were 20 by 20, the ones, mm. the majority of the ones that you saw. I hadn't actually, so the first one, on my first 
exhibition. They were all different sizes. I had like three oh. small ones, 20 by 20. I had one really big, oh, I say really big. Um, how big was it? 60 by 80, I think, was the biggest one. And then I had lots of 40 by 40 and some 30 by 40. And then another bigger one. And then on the and then when we met, I had lots of small ones. Mm. And I had a big flower one in the middle, which was 60 by 80. And then on the recent show, I had a lot 40 by 40. So it's all different. It all varies actually. I have a massive canvas that I'm really can't wait to paint, but I don't know what to paint on it yet. It's huge. <laughs> Well, what kind of scale do you prefer working at? Like, do you have a, a specific scale that you're like, oh, I like this particular painting? I like 40, at the moment, 40 by 40. I'm enjoying the squares. Because they're like big enough to, I like the small ones too, but they like were deceit. They, like, they look quite simple, but they took so long because they were so little. Yeah. Um, but I like the 40 by 40 just because I feel like you can see more of the, like you can, you, I, they're still quite minimal, a lot of them, but I, you have a bit more space, I guess. Why square, though? No particular reason other than I'm enjoying the size. <laughs> no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's a great answer. I'm just curious because typically when we think of images, we think of them in landscape or portrait. We don't yeah. think of them as square. Square is a very, like, Instagram, olden Instagram thing. Um, yeah. Or, like, album covers or vinyl covers are, like, square. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Square format is always very interesting to me personally because it's very, it's like a very even space. Yeah, it is a very, maybe that is it then. But I do, yeah, I do like the, the square format at the moment for some reason and it might change. Although the flower one, which was my most favourite to paint, I think that was portrait. Hmm. Fair enough. But I wonder like how your, like the approach to your, your painting an image that is not square changes like like do you find yourself like compositionally trying out new things if you're on a canvas that's not square yeah I mean yeah it it sort of has to be, I get, well I guess that is actually the thing that decides how what size I paint it on hmm. is what I'm painting I yeah. guess I guess the, re the most recent things I've painted have lent themselves to be on a square canvas hmm. whereas I think something like the flower the big flower I did because it was so tall and I wanted it to be in, on a lot of the canvas. I, I wanted to paint, paint it on on a portrait canvas. Yeah, it wouldn't translate well to a square necessarily because of the detail that you wanted to include. Yeah. So I guess yeah, I, I guess it depends on what on what I um, on what I paint actually. So, what is your favorite image you've created? I have two. I think, or maybe three. Um, the first one is the disco ball, mm. um, which actually I don't want to sell. <laughs> and it's yeah. not necessarily like that good. I look at it and I, and I think technically it's not it's not my best. But it's just because it was, um, I mean, that is very personal to me. But it came from like, it, it was, I was, we, I had some like unexpected news. Mm. Um. So I was not in a, I was in quite a dark place when I was painting it. And I painted it as like a reminder to keep on dancing. Hmm. And like my relationship to it changed a lot during the time. Um, 
and I went through like stages of absolutely hating it and now it's but now it's my favorite because of all of those reasons I think but but then someone might look at it and just like a disco ball and that's yeah. why they like it. Yeah. but to me it's yeah, to me it's because that was what I was going through at the time and it was very much not disco <laughs> hmm. like that's actually it's interesting because that kind of sums up you know kind of as we said earlier kind of the idea of your work where like it looks like one thing but it's actually something very different and I think mm. the kind of the great thing about your work is that it's very as I've said earlier like it's very reflective of life like you can look at somebody's life and think oh it's perfect but you don't know what's happening beneath the surface mm. and I think your work kind of very much just kind of gives people the subtle hints of like something's not quite right like if you look at it long if you're gonna if you're it's like it's almost like a reward because like if you're going to take the time to look at this work you'll understand it but if you gloss over it you'll think it's one thing it's very much yeah. like like as I said the other day actually like a surface of a like yeah only certain people are going to dive deeper into the work mm. know, rather than like look at themselves on the surface of a lake that kind of thing um which I like I think that's really clever and I like the fact that you are very intentional with that as well that it's about it's about your own life but it's also about everybody else's life it's about the human condition I guess in general um but you yeah. do it in a way which is like I don't know there's, just something, there's something so fascinating about it because you could look at your work so also the interesting thing about your work is I could look at your work now and have a very different opinion on it to how I did when I first saw it or like mm. in three years time I might look at the same image and think very differently about that image like the part and the great thing about art in general is that the person's perspective in life at that moment in time would determine how they feel about your work and because your work is so personal like for instance the image with the person with the wine glass for instance like mm. to me right now when I think about that image now I think about something very different to how I did when I first saw it because my life yeah. has changed in a different way yeah. you know so it's kind of interesting I don't know it's just the idea of like your work is so reflective of people when they look at it that's interesting to me um yeah I think it's clever it's universal and I think people creating stuff that's universal is always a good idea because it would always 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 be resonant with somebody so mm. yeah good thing <laughs> probably why you're doing so well so currently because uh you know your work is kind of is made to be consumed by people because they can relate to it so mm. oh that's lovely so do you categorize your work into different series or do you consider like each of your paintings to be like a continuation of like the protagonist's journey I think it's not a continuation like it is and it isn't because it keeps it, it keeps being things I'm going through mm. <laughs> but um it's not necessarily where you look at one piece and then the next piece is, oh, so this happened in this one and now yeah. this has happened. But so in a way it is because it's it's like my own journey. But also I don't necessarily paint it in order all the time. Yeah. No, there's not there's no it's not linear. It's not like this is the start, this is the middle, this is the end. It's like No, no. Yeah. I have there was one I did the one um with the peach with the woman on the escape key which is like one of the newer ones. That one I thought I could maybe make into a series. I haven't worked out exactly how yet, but I think I might um, do that with that one. Because that fascinates me because I feel like just the nature of the work itself, like there's so much you can do. The possibilities are so endless because you have a visual. Like, I know in the, maybe you don't think you do, but you have like a style, mm. but you have like the building blocks. You have a character. You have scenarios you can choose. You have a color scheme. It's literally just all about like, what do I want to say today? Yeah. Um, and then you can create a 
but anyway but the interesting thing is that you could also do commissions or you could also kind of work with brands and clients and collaborate with people like that as well like there are different options for you now because you have in my opinion you have a style at least you have some kind of cohesion or you can just completely destroy it all and completely change into something completely different tomorrow you know the ball's really in your court which i think is actually quite exciting mm, yeah no i agree that i mean i would love to do that i think i mean it's definitely i've always loved drawing people um so I think that yeah and I, I no I, I do feel like I have a, a style I, <laughs> I do and I don't but I know I do but yeah and I mean, that would I mean that would be um I actually did a like um an illustrate no it was called 28 day illustration challenge um through Inca goodness um where we got like a, a few like set briefs or creating different things for for different companies, like it was a packaging design brief, and there was a um, like doing illustrations for a, a restaurant, and then creating a mural. And I, like I kept the woman in all of them, so she just wow. comes back into all of the all of the things I do. So like, that's interesting though, because it makes me think about like branding, and it makes me think about obviously of your background in graphic design. Like it does lend itself very well into your work in terms of like where you could go with it if you wanted to make it more commercial. And then it's also like mm. you have like the painting side which you're currently doing where it's like it's personal and it mm. it's about the life experiences which i think is absolutely brilliant i don't know i feel like there's so much potential for your work and like it's going to be fun to see where you go with it and also what you choose to do with it because you know it's down to you at the end of the day yes <laughs> no it's very it's it's very exciting all of it it's really fun i'm really mm. enjoying it that's what you want though you want it to be fun because it's not a chore not yet at least I mean oh, no, God, I absolutely love it. no I absolutely love it I mean I can lose myself for forever just painting and drawing but I, that's always been like my thing I just sort of completely close off and then I don't know where the time goes we need to get to the point where you're doing it seven days a week in a way that's conveniently well convenient for you and that's like you know it's going to make you uh, more prolific and more just kind of like because I feel like you have a lot of potential and I feel like I said this to I like probably every artist I make but I feel like you have a lot of potential and I look at your work and I'm like you could do so much with this there is it's just I know exactly where I would personally like you to be as an artist and I feel like you will get there but I feel like yeah you have a lot of cool potential that you are absolutely gonna um, you know be able to achieve hopefully no I was just wondering what did you say did, did you say you know what you would do with it personally yeah, like so for instance like i feel like even stuff like having the approach of like workshops and going to schools and like teaching kids yeah. like in terms of like creating narratives and stories and using their yeah. own life experiences to create work and you know just even stuff like that or working with clients or you know just creating your own artwork personally but making sure you are making it and selling it on a scale which you know you can make a living off just like there's so yeah. much potential for your work and i think it's not just the work itself, but it's also the messages within the work and behind the work. And, you know, you can create commissions for people based on their experiences. Maybe yeah. like, you know, uh, if somebody's like, oh, I'm, I've got an engagement, for instance, you know, then you can create, you know, an image based on that for them. You know, like yeah. there's, there's so much potential because your work is so universal. I think that's really what it is. Um, mm -hmm. That's just my opinion, you know, don't cannot do any of them, but I just feel like there is a lot of potential. I don't know. That's so and I like it. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Um, so do you have any particular creative processes for your work or like do you have any kind of routines that you like to follow that help you focus on making work um I 
sort of I always have my sketchbook with me I've just got a new one the other day <laughs> so I always like I, I carry it like I always have carried it around with me um and so I just draw things down um all of the time so I sketch in that and then and then when I make a painting I, I yeah I basically pick whatever sketch I want to I want to make into a painting um, and then I start painting it because it is like my diary my sketchbook is like my diary so I just sort of always have it with me and then yeah why keep a sketchbook though why keep a sketchbook yeah oh because I love it because I love drawing. yeah it's just my way of processing everything so I just always I feel sort of if I if I ever forget it it's yeah, I, yeah it I sort of need to go and get a new one <laughs> I just find that really fascinating because I feel like sketchbooks are the kind of thing that I don't think so sketchbooks are interesting to me because I feel like sketchbooks are where you know the ideas generate that they're kind of like your place to kind of I guess kind of um illustrate your mind or your your thoughts and your kind of yeah. feelings and emotions it's like it's a way for you to process yeah and then from that processing becomes the work because I feel like a lot of the artists that I talk to who have a, who've got sketchbooks seem to be very, 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 very good at carrying them with them at all times and also realizing that the importance of the small little things in life are going to make the biggest impact in their work. So like mm. you could be in the queue for like a bagel. Yeah. And you'll think of something or you'll see something, you'll be like, oh, I have to write this down. Because you've written it down, you'll be able to create a piece of work from that, you know? Yeah. Whereas in like otherwise you just forget because you're busy caught up in life. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I definitely find that it helps with because you do. I, th I think that that's the thing that if I think I'll keep this in my mind, it would just fall out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you ever do like sketchbook tours? Do you ever show your sketchbook? No, I haven't actually. I've been thinking about. I, I mean, that's what I did with the sketches that I took with me in the summer to the other art fair. I brought some because I thought, oh, actually, why have I not had any of my sketches here? Hmm. But I think I might do. I might because it's. But no, I've never like shown them as such. Uh, how important, I guess, and to, yeah, I've actually on the kind of, I guess, on the topic of showing work, like how important is it for you to show the process of your work and especially like failed images or images that didn't necessarily work out well? Yeah, I mean, I, I do, I did something, I posted something um, that was a massive fail on Instagram because I had this idea that I was going to cut out some shapes and like almost made it make a little collage hmm. um which yeah just <laughs> was not great um I do like I have sort of art when I have art days some art days I just have as like experimental days hmm. oh, is that the word yeah where I just sort of try lots of different things out and then most of it I don't use but I tend to always get some sort of ideas from it but I think it's always fun to show those things too I don't think I do it enough because I'm not that good at social well I'm not I'm not I'm not that like much on my social media I guess but I, I think it, I think it's always really good to see I know there's an artist I follow that had posted something that she thought was a fail and then I like read the comments and then someone was like oh this is I mean she's a massive artist and then someone had written oh this is so nice to see because my son studies art and he thinks that you know everyone just gets it perfect the first time so it's really great to see someone showing that that's not the case um I think it's it's I think it's relatable because 
I think, and it's also just part of the process. I think it's very rare that you just sort of have an idea and then boof, it's perfect. Oh yeah. Perfectly executed straight away. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like unless you're, unless you've been doing it for a very, very long time and you know exactly what your style is, you know exactly what your um, abilities are, I guess. Then yeah. yeah, you probably could do that. Like if you're, I can say programmed, if you're programmed enough to have um, done it so many times, if you're like on autopilot, which then is kind of scary because you're not really creating the work. You're, you're just mm. going through a process. But once you get to that kind of that level, then I guess, yeah, you could do that. But realistically, the human element of art is they're not really knowing what is actually going to become and the journey yeah. of actually knowing what it is. And also like you as the artist looking back on a piece of work and being like, oh, it was this originally. And now it's this, but nobody will ever know that unless you show them. Like that must be like kind of um, yeah. interesting as an artist to kind of see your own personal development through the work. But yeah, I, d- I definitely think it's interesting to see. Um, and to do- I think I'm also quite bad at documenting things because when I'm like in the zone, I forget to film. <laughs> of course, yeah. Or of take course. pictures. But yeah, I think I have actually a little like folder on my phone that's called Art Fiascos where I've just. <laughs> I've just saved like very well. I have actually filmed and taken pictures of various, um, not so very successful experiments. Yeah, but I think the, the thing about that, I think the hard part about that is that you don't want to be taken out of the zone by having to then be like, oh, I have to document this, I have to photograph this, I have to video this. Because I feel like yeah. doing those things changes the way in which you create the work. Having a camera yeah. on you is going to make you very conscious sometimes that there's yeah. a camera there. And if you make a mistake, I, you're like, oh, people are going to see this mistake, or you're going to be like, I've got to cut this out when I edit. And, you know yeah I agree I think that's the thing because I do try to film I do try to document when I'm creating but I do also forget sometimes where I don't hmm. or I get because I do feel like it takes away from it like I have this hmm. little tripod that I put my camera on but then I'm like I, I need the, you know I need to like fill my hand and I oh, know there's a shadow so you can't see what I'm doing and all of this and that you know so yeah I guess that's a part that I find a bit difficult to like keep up I think it's definitely uh, a relatable thing. I think a lot of artists, if they could, just wouldn't want to do any recording. They'd want to, because the whole point is that you kind of create in isolation. You kind of, as you said earlier, like it's very personal. It's kind of like Mm. almost like your um, sanctuary when you're creating work, I guess. Yeah. But I think, you know, and having like a third party, whether it's a camera or somebody else there, isn't always help unless the person's going to help with the mood. And actually, what kind of environment do you normally create in, actually? A second bedroom. Yeah, that's perfect see yeah. that's perfect I think that's brilliant yeah no it is great I mean I and I sometimes also if I paint on if this if it's a big painting and like I lean it against the wall it's it's I can then sort of put a cam like put my phone up on a tripod and just hit record and then I just use whatever and I forget that it's there um but yeah I mean I, I wish I could have a studio but it's it, I can't afford one not yet not yet not yet but yeah in the future, absolutely yeah I'm in the second bedroom slash but that's it's now a nursery um so but yeah paint on the bedroom floor <laughs> so the thing that I love about that and I'm always a huge fan of people doing stuff very DIY like you don't have to have the most space like no. to me it shows your dedication of how much you love what you do that you'll do it anywhere Like you could go outside and sit in a coffee shop and create work you don't mm, have I to do have you don't have to have a fancy studio with the best lighting with you know the most space you can create anywhere and I think for me personally I think that is such a good method of working 
because it means that like you can create anywhere anytime and it's not going to be a burden for you or a problem or you're not going to be like oh no i can't you know oh you know like oh the lightning is not right it's like this is perfect and i think that's yeah. actually quite genius in a way because it opens up the possibilities in terms mm -hmm. of like just the ability to be able to create you know yeah no it is i i, I mean like, it's it's great to be able to create anywhere but also saying that it would be nice to have a place mm. to go to where you can just okay i'm just gonna drop all of my paints here and i'm just gonna yeah. have all of the canvases yeah. here like a dedicated space in which you can be like this is away from everybody i can just yeah. concentrate and focus and get on with it and kind of live in this bubble for like the whole day and then after yeah. this i can go home and deal with life i think it will happen i think it will definitely happen eventually like for sure i feel like absolutely i don't see why it wouldn't to be very honest um i really don't i think it's cool so I guess actually kind of along the same lines, one thing that I've spoken to a lot of artists about is the idea of loneliness whilst working in terms of mm. like, because a lot of artists obviously always create in isolation or most artists do. Like, do you ever get lonely whilst working? And if so, like, how do you combat that? Um, I obviously create on my own most most of the time. I mean, sometimes I, I do it with my baby, hmm. but that's like more sketching and illustration and stuff, which is quick. When I paint, I'm always on my own because I need to really focus and and I need to like be super precise. Um, but I've always like I've always craved a lot of alone time. So I actually really like I find solitude in it, and I always have. So for me, it's really enjoyable. Like I love just shutting off and being on my own for a certain amount of time, and like have nothing. Like I turn my phone off and I would just put some wow. podcasts on or, you know, listen to some music. And yeah, I, I really, I sort of, I need it. Um, but that's, what I, that's always been the case. So I, yeah, I, I really enjoy it actually. But then I guess I'm not on my own outside of it. I think mm. that would maybe be a different, different scenario. But I like to have a combination of both. So like when I do my art, I really, yeah, I really, like, I really enjoy just being in a vacuum. <laughs> Like your art is created alone but it's created for other people like that's kind mm. of interesting the kind of dynamic between like for you to be able to in a way for you to be able to converse with people about bigger ideas and topics you have to be alone to create that work to process first mm. like that's interesting but i i would get really because someone said oh why don't you bring your sketchbook with you and sketch mm. you know at the art fair at the other art fair yeah um but no, I would that would that would terrify me. I'd get too really? like I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really would. Like I it's it's if anyone's like looking at what and I say that to my boyfriend if he like, you know, goes, Oh, what's that you're doing? I said, like, Don't look, you can't look. <laughs> wow. It's not finished. Yeah. So I get really I get I guess I get really like self-conscious if someone's like look, watching and seeing what I'm doing. Like once it's done and I'm happy with it, then I'm happy for other people to see it. But like the actual process. So how do you know when a piece of work is finished? Hmm. Interesting question. I just know, actually. That's a weird thing because I, I, it's not, because I can keep going, 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 going. And it's, it's funny because I should, we have my parents and my sister and I, we have like this little family group and I always send things to them. And I was like, what do you think of this? And I'm in brackets, I'm like, it's still just a sketch. <laughs> and, then, and then they go, well, it's finished, right? Or my boyfriend will say, well, isn't that finished? Like, I don't know, it's definitely not finished. And then I do more, and it might not be visible to everyone else what like the final touches are. 
It depends on what I'm making it for. But yeah, no, it's uh, then it's finished. And then I won't, I won't actually look at it because I then think, oh, what if I see something? And then I go back. But okay. I don't know, because like, once I've signed it, like that's my final thing. Like it's finished. I've painted it and it's finished. And then I sign it. And then that to me is like, okay, stop. You can't, That it's done now. That's a good car point. You're like, okay, this is my limit. Once it's signed, yeah. it's done. We're not going back. That's, that's a good idea. That's clever. Otherwise, you'll be thinking over <laughs> it for like the next three years. And you'll be like, oh, it's not done yet. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, I created this five years ago, but it's still look broken. And I have a painting like that that I literally yeah. started two, three. <laughs> I did, yeah, there's one painting that I did with um, a friend of mine, or it's still you know we started painting it together. Wow, and that definitely isn't finished. But he lives in Berlin now, so we need to like finish it together. But then there's two other ones that I've done on my like myself, and I started. Like, I must have started one of them was like over five years ago for sure, wow. and it's still like I still have it. And I've like added things to it, taken things off, and I don't know if it will ever be finished. I feel like every artist has got one painting like that, or one piece of work where there's like nothing is never finished. Because you look yeah. at it again, and you're like, cause it's because as I said earlier, like your perception of, of life has changed. So yeah. the way you look at your work now would be so different to how it was five years ago. Like you're a very different person. Like the way yeah. you see the world is so different. What you want to say with your work is so different. Yeah. Really. And I and I guess actually that's a nice segue into the next question, which is like. How has your work changed as you've gotten older? Oh, um, older as in the last decade or older as in the last year? That's actually a good, uh, <laughs> a good question myself. Um, I would say, let's say the last decade, actually. The last decade, I have to think. It's changed actually quite a lot. I think, although it's sort of still, I still draw, still, I've always drawn people. Um, but I used to do a lot of black and white drawings, which I've actually gone back to do now, um, like black and white, small illustrations. And I've just started doing them again, but not in the same way. Um, yeah. So I guess how it's changed. I think actually the graphic designers influence, like I mentioned before, it's, it's influenced a lot of how I sort of approach a painting. Whereas before I might not have thought about compositions as much um, or how I like place something. But that's the interesting thing about being an artist though, really is the fact that you kind of shift and change, but then you can always come yeah. back to things. And like yeah. everything you've done is almost like your own personal history in terms of like where you were at that moment in time in your mindset was because you were yeah. great. Like the old, wait, your work at that point in time reflected who you were at that point in time. And now you're a very different yeah. person and your work is very different. And like yeah. maybe you might go back to it because you might be feeling, you know, the same old feelings or you might be feeling, you know, a, a certain way or a certain mood. So yeah. resonate with that more. Like, I feel like we always think about how people resonate with with the artist's work depending on their mood. But we don't often think about how the artist resonates with their own work depending on their mood. Yeah. It is fun to look back at, actually. And also, I think you go through stages, don't you? Like, I do that with everything, not just art. Like, I go through a stage where I'm like, I love this type of thing. And I do it, do it, do it. To the point where I'm like, I don't like it anymore. I never want to do it again. I think that's natural though, because the whole point is that you have to to know what you like, and to do that, you have to do it. But I do feel like I can still see, like I can still see. But maybe that's just to me. Maybe not. Someone else would look at something I did ten years ago and be like, Oh yeah, that's definitely. I can see that that's made by you. But I think I can sort of see. Well, that's because I am me and I know me, so I can be like, Oh yeah, of course, because I was feeling like that, or I was really into this. So that's why. But there definitely things like the little drawings are coming back again, the little illustrations, which I really enjoy. Like they're just small black and white ones of people. 
That's so cool. That's really interesting though, how like it's it's kind of come full circle. And it's cool because like the way you approach it now would be so different how you approached it then. Because your kind of your career has changed a lot and like your thoughts and opinions have changed a lot. And also just your attitude practice has changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So do you feel like you're part of a larger art community? Yes, I do. Um yeah, definitely like more than I ever have been before, for sure. Yeah. Perfect. But that's is that's thanks to the other art fair. Hmm. Of course. So yeah, since since um last October, then yeah, definitely. Because you meet so many people and you've made really amazing friends there and you meet, you know, people that go there and you meet people through them and hmm. yeah, it's 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 been amazing actually. And then you end up getting more, you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do, which is great because I've always wanted to, I've just never really uh have been. Hmm. No, so, of course, yeah, I, I think that's the funny thing about artists. I think I think because a lot of artists are quite uh introverted. Yeah. I feel like they make it 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 they make it what am I saying? Because a lot <laughs> of artists are introverted, it's quite hard for them to often reach out to other artists because they feel like, you know, they're kind of pursuing their own careers they're doing their own thing they're getting on with their own work and they don't want to like disturb anybody or kind of like yeah like pester anybody even um yeah i think it's really nice to see artists just kind of like communicating and, and getting together and talking and sharing ideas i think it's a great so it's like the is a great idea and also i find that everyone's so helpful hmm. i'm yet to meet another artist who's who's a bit of a dick I mean I'm sure they exist but every person I've met have you know everyone's been so helpful and we all sort of like give each other tips or like oh look at this I found this article like maybe you should apply for this because that really looks like you're you would fit into that you know and that's really wonderful to to like have that sort of mutual support it's great yeah absolutely like absolutely I I completely agree I've never met an artist yet in considering that I talked to a lot of them who has been uh not so nice everyone's been absolutely more than wonderful actually everyone's yeah. always been everyone's been always kind always um patient always willing to give their time so yeah. really helpful yeah exactly really helpful yeah. which is yeah it's great it's really beautiful so what has creating art taught you about yourself i mean i knew this already but i'm super self-critical okay it's also taught me that i normally hate and i mean really think this is terrible so I get I guess it's taught me perseverance in that sense because mm. like and I say this to my boyfriend all the time and like I start something and I was like this is absolutely shambolic I'm never gonna I can't be an artist because this is just so ugly and look at this and he's like no 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 but you always say this when you start any piece of art you don't you go through this phase where you absolutely hate it and then it, there's like a turning point and I was like oh no but actually maybe it looks good and then eventually I'm like oh my god look <laughs> yeah. came together so yeah, I guess that like that actually maybe that's it's taught me that that I to not always believe my head when it goes this is terrible to just actually continue. Um, yeah, yeah, and also just the idea of like dedicate yourself to something and it will work out. Yeah, which I always have done. Like I always I always have done. Like throughout my life, I I do, but it's but with art, it's, I don't have the same thing with with other things where. I, where I just feel like, oh my God, no, what is this um, piece of garbage? What am I doing? I think maybe because art is so, it's such a trial and error. 
there's no yeah. like you don't know what you're doing you actually physically don't know what you're doing until you're doing it until it, it appears in front of you yeah like we spent countless hours on it that's the thing like there's no unless you're a factory there's no set way you're going to create because the whole point is that it's very reactive to you yeah. at the moment in time so the whole point is you don't know what you're going to do it's kind of the fun of it but also the stress of it yeah and i guess because i always have i always have an idea of what i was what i'm going to make so like i have it so clear in my mind but I guess in, until it gets, because when you're in the middle of it, it is going to look messy and you haven't done all of the, you know, the shades and the shapes and, you know, the lines and you haven't, it's not finished. So it will look messy. And because at the moment my art is quite neat, you know, mm. with like crystallines and everything, I just, I look at it and I think, no, this isn't how it looked in my head. But that's just natural. But then also I do have actually, <laughs> I have like art experimental days where I sort of just go, okay, I'm just going to try things out. And then yeah. quite often then it just, it ends up um, in the bin. But that is really fun because I, then I have sort of no pressure and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to try some resin. Oh no, it didn't work out. It's all just blobby. Um, but that is really fun when I just try different things that I don't usually do. Yeah, and then I don't you, have the same yeah. sort of pressure. Sorry. Oh, but no, I was going to say, of course, yeah, because you need that. Because you need to not feel, because you don't want to feel pressured because the whole point of great no. art is meant to be cathartic it's meant to be like therapeutic it's meant to be a way for you to process your emotions and your thoughts and opinions and kind of take time for yourself and so it really like... yeah sorry oh, no no continue continue no I was just gonna say it really is that as well like it really is that for me um but I guess when I'm painting something that I'm that I have an idea of what I want it to look like it's also a lot of self-doubt yeah uh, this mixed up so how do you get over that self-doubt? Like, how do you kind of motivate yourself to get back on track and be like, this is actually going to turn out to be something good? I, but I do actually just continue. Like, I mean, my partner is great with that. He's like, you always you always say this. Like, just, you, it will be fine. Just just carry on. But I, yeah, so I do, like, I have a little hissy fit. <laughs> and, but then I, because I, I love it so much, you know, like, it is very therapeutic for me to paint and create. So I, I do continue um and then it's so amazing when it turns around it's such a nice feeling you're like oh yes I know I know this now yeah because you get to like I imagine like there's a, a certain point in which you look at you're like okay yeah this is going to be exactly how I thought it was going to be or this is going to yeah. turn out to be a good painting yeah yeah which is nice so yeah I guess I just I don't I don't I try to not listen to it too much um when I have those thoughts yeah. And also take breaks. I take breaks and I go, okay, I'm just going to... Sometimes I've been working on something for ages. And there was a point like earlier in the year when I just... I hadn't slept because of um, my baby, I think. And also, you know, it's, I, I was really, really tired. And it had been like an ongoing thing. And I was on the phone to my friend. I was painting on this painting. And I just did like... Made so many mistakes that eventually I was like, actually, I'm so tired. I can barely see. I should probably not be painting. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go and have a sleep. I think taking care of yourself is yeah, extremely so. important, just in any aspects of life, but especially if you're like an artist where you're relying on your health to create work. Obviously, yeah. obviously in general life, you're relying on your health, but like you being able to see properly, you being able to have the stamina to sit down for a long time period of time to do something, you having a focus and the energy yeah. to do that is really important. So you need to make sure you're looking after yourself so you can do that. Yeah. No, I feel like we don't really talk about it often enough, actually, to be fair. Mm. I think it's quite important that you look after yourself because you're right. Like if you can't see properly and you're getting really small details, <laughs> I mean that's... that was it was a bit extreme, baby. I could, about, I could I, about to say that to be fair, I'm kind of concerned you can't see properly. I'm yes, kind of concerned by that because <laughs> I'm like, you need sleep. Like that yeah. is bad. That's really yeah. bad. 
No, I could. It wasn't that I couldn't see. I could actually. My vision was perfect. But I was, you know, when you're just so tired. It, it's not good. And particularly if you're not sleeping properly, you've got, you know, you've got a baby. Like, you're not going to be sleeping at all, to be honest. Uh, so oh, she's such a good yeah. sleeper, though. That's the thing. That's I think it was like a bad patch week when she just didn't sleep. <laughs> but she's like, she's been sleeping through since she was born. Wow. So yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, I think. I think um, also because I do find that I can get so lost in 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 creating that I sort of I, it's just all I do for a, a long time and I just sort of forget everything around me. So, but I've, I've been getting better at actually just I think as I've been getting older of just sort of like going okay, well I'm going to set an alarm for lunch. Yes. <laughs> or Absolutely. you know I'm not going to paint. I'm going to set a cutoff point at yeah. like eight p.m. and then I'm going to go and have dinner and you know yeah yeah I think yeah putting like structure and routine and having uh yeah having like a routine having structure making sure that you are almost like you have actually one of my artist friends said this bit almost like as if you have work shifts in terms yeah. of like when you're going to work from and to because yeah. at the end of the day like if you don't have that you could be working on a piece 24 7 and yes it would be great but also no it's not it's not a good idea yeah you know i think you know like setting yourself boundaries setting yourself routines being like okay cool so today i'm only gonna work up to this point here you know and maybe you're more productive in the morning maybe you're more productive at night you know you also have to figure that kind of stuff out for yourself as yeah well in terms of like when are you most productive yeah you know so yeah. i don't know i think i feel like being an artist is really like adopting a new lifestyle really because mm. the way in which you live is going to determine the kind of output of your work so it's about having to figure out the small little nuanced things like what time do you want to wake up? What time do you want to go to sleep? What time do you want to create? Are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah. It's important. Yeah, and I think also it's good just in something, like anything, was it that they say that the brain can only focus on something for, I can't remember the exact time now, but like after a certain time, you're actually not being very productive. Hmm. So, yeah. All about the focus. That's all about. Yeah. Well, it's like also what I'm doing design as well. And it's the same with painting, you know, like when you work on something and you just work on it, work on it, and you're like, I can't get it right. And then so often it's that you just need to get away from it from a bit and then come yeah. back to it the next day and be like, oh, I can see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're too close to it. You need to take a yeah. break. You need to step yeah. back and be like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question for you from the last person I interviewed, which was an artist called Lee Putman, who's an absolutely wonderful human being. Yes. His question for you is, what experience do you want the people who are viewing your work to have? What experience do I want other people yes. viewing my work to have? I think I said this before, but I love it when they can when they can relate to it in like any way, actually. Like, I mean, it's great if it's positive. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but also it doesn't have it really doesn't have to be. It's just I love it when someone because it's happened a few times where someone has looked at a specific painting and gone, oh God, look, that's me because of this. You know, I I love, I love that. And I don't need to know like the whole backstory either, but like just when someone can, um, when someone can sort of like recognize something about themselves in a painting, it's it's great. Like the escape painting was so much fun because so many people, the little woman on the escape key, paddling. A lot of people um, were saying that. Oh my god, that's how I, that's how I feel. <laughs> I don't think that's that's pretty amazing if that's concerning. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's what I said too. I said I was thinking that too. But then also I do, you know, I don't know. It might have been, you know, in a stressful situation, or it might have been like at a desk, or it might have been that they just wanted to go on holiday. Who knows? Like I don't I don't know. Probably to be different. fair, I feel like the theme of like escapism 
is actually really integral to art because art is an escape for a lot of people. Yeah. For, for both the artist and the viewer. It's interesting uh, yeah. to kind of consider that theme and play on that theme personally. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So do you have a question for the next person I interview? Yes. <laughs> so what, okay. It's a, maybe a few questions in one. Okay. okay. So what made you decide that you wanted to be an artist and what inspires you and motivates you to do the work that you do okay so what made you decide right so i put here so what made you decide to become an artist and what motivates you to create the work you create yeah and what inspires you and what inspires you and motivates you right here so uh, i had a conversation with one of my good artist friends ryan dean house i feel like i mentioned him in pretty much every single episode at this point but uh, Mm -hmm. we had a conversation a while ago about skill and personality and in terms of like kind of different traits that artists have and the kind of question that arised out of it that we kind of were interested debating about and that i like to ask everybody is which is more important is the skill of the artist more important or the personality of the artist more important Hmm. i think both are important but i think personality more so just of like how you well it's because it's so subjective isn't it art but I just think because you mainly create it with your mind first Hmm. and I think if you have a mind that thinks that you know is like thinks in like a an interesting way Okay, I'm. I guess. Well, no. I think personality is more important than um, skill because I guess how you're thinking decides how you create art, and and also art doesn't have to be like technically perfect. Mm. Um, I think you know that painting that I mentioned last time that with the writing on it and. Yeah. I just love the way his mind was working. Like that's why I really love the the art work, you know. Because something can be like technically perfect and like a computer can make something that's really like AI can make, you know, yeah. art that's that, you know, looks great, I guess, in you know, can do, but it's made by a computer. So no, I definitely I think personality for sure is more important um yeah a hundred percent i do okay. so can anybody be an artist yes absolutely okay I, I, a- yeah a hundred percent i think so, everyone is okay that's a that's an interesting statement i do i think everyone's an artist do you think do you think it just depends on if they're willing to tap into their creativity or not Yeah. I do. But, you know, like I also, you know, a scientist is an artist in a different way. Um, Yes, I I think everyone's an artist. It just takes different forms. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Because it's kind of true when you think about it, actually. There's an art to everything. Yeah. (laughs) You think of stuff like cooking or singing or even just like business. There's an art to that. Yeah. Because not everybody's good at everything. No. No, I don't think anyone 
well, very few people are good at everything. <laughs> you sort of have different elements that you're better at than others. So in your opinion, what does it mean to be a successful artist? Um, I mean, to be able to, do, well, that's the thing too, because obviously like you want to, you want people to see your art and to hopefully connect to it and hopefully, you know, it's great that if people are willing to buy it. Um, but I think it's more about like having like the freedom to express yourself or like having an outlet that you can use in it that's a positive outlet and I mean then if you can if you can live off it that would be dreamy <laughs> yeah that'd be the dream yeah that definitely that would be heaven um well like that would be such it would be such a an amazing you know to have it to actually have it as a as a, a job but then I also think if you have it as a job would it then become more of a job yeah I don't of course yeah because I think, as, as I say to a lot of artists that I meet at the other offer, especially, that mm. want to be a full-time artist, that are part-time artists, is like, just because you become a full-time artist, you're not going to be making any more work. You're going to be doing admin. You know, the oh, work God, that you're yes. creating. The work that you're creating is going to be the same, really. It's just, you'll have a lot of other responsibilities you haven't thought about yet, because you'd have to think exactly. about that. Exactly. My like, partner says it to me all the time, because it's like, yeah. all you want to do is like paint and create. And it's like, but you also have to do like these you know you have to build your website you have to yeah. do this thing here that this admin thing and I'm like yeah. oh, no, of course that's also that's part of the whole thing yeah. like I think for like a full-time artist I feel like 70% of their practice is admin and marketing mm, because yeah. you're relying yourself to market your own work so therefore because you need to market your own work because you need to pay the bills so therefore you kind of have to do that it's not even a case of like oh I might just do that it's like no you have to do that if you want to make a living you have to do that because you're your own everything yeah, you exactly. know, you're your own accountant, your own manager, your own social media guy, your own, yeah. you know, teacher. Yeah, you have to be everything, and it's like you have to also have all those skills. Yeah, so it's kind of, I think, I think being a full time artist is a great idea, and I, I would always say to people they should try it. But mm. I'm also, I also say, and I've probably said it to you before, and I've said it, I'm going to say it to, on every probably every episode at this point. But like, there's nothing wrong with being a part time artist. No. In fact, I think some people are better suited to it because of their lifestyles or because of how mm -hmm. much they're willing to commit. Yeah. So, you know, and some people are just better at taxes, you know, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you know, let's be honest. People are just, they're just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, I don't think being a full-time artist is for everybody. It's, it's the dream for everybody, but I don't think it's a reality yeah. for everybody. Right. Anyways, the second to last question, which would be very happy to know, is, actually, they're both double borrow questions. So what would your younger self think about your work? Ooh. How young are we talking? <laughs> There's no set ah, So you're the only person who's asked us that. That's so interesting because <laughs> I didn't specify deliberately because it could be at any age. It's just your younger self. Oh, my younger self. You're the only person who's asked me that question. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, but it's, it was really hard to answer, actually. That's why I, I ask think, it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also think what I liked... Or how I how I made things when I was younger has changed to how I make it now. Um, what? Um, my younger. I guess because my younger self will still obviously be me, so I would know what the pieces meant because hmm. <laughs> my future self would create them. But then also, I'm so self-critical, so sometimes. You know, I look at what I've done and I think, mm. 
so it's a really tough one to answer because I'm my own worst critic hmm. at all times and I sort of always have been so I probably would both really like some of it really dislike some of it and <laughs> things that I could the things that I could do better <laughs> yeah fair enough but I think I, it would be both a mix of both I think I think hard yes to some hard no to some hard yes that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a very definitive hard yes very definitive hard no, <laughs> no I, it's a question <laughs> it's a question I have no idea where the question came from but it's a question I love asking people because I feel like it's so reflexive yeah because really? like, when was the last time somebody asked you that and I'm like because I like to try and ask questions that people don't that aren't asked typically mm. Um, or questions that are kind of a little bit more psychological into like why you do the things you do or, or make you think mm. about what you're doing. Yeah, um, it's always what, my aim. So, what have other people? It's a really good question. What have other people said? A lot of people have been like, "Oh, my younger self would love it," or "My younger self would be horrified" because I think it's so so different to what they thought they were doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, that's what people say, or they'll yeah. like they'll love it, or like yeah, it's it's yeah, it either kind of trends towards like they'll love it because I'm doing what I wanted to do, or mm. they'd be surprised because it's completely different from what I thought they. Were, you know, yeah, they would be doing. Um, yeah. But nobody's ever specified a certain age, which is really funny. Like younger, <laughs> because that literally that could have been you yesterday, because you were younger. Could yesterday. have been. I was just thinking, yeah, it could have been. But, could have been me two months yeah. ago. And but it's always interesting for me to hear how young people go, or like mm. how young their mindset is when they think about that question, which I love. Yeah. It's really interesting because um, it like a lot of my questions are vague for a reason, because mm-hmm. the whole point is that I kind of want you to get you to think. Um, yeah. I don't know if I actually do, but like that's the whole that's yeah. the whole point of what I do. I think they're really good questions for sure. So the second part of that question was, what do you think your work says about you? Hmm. What do I think the work says about me? Also a very good question. I think it probably says, well, this also depends on if, but I guess it says that I am emotional. But that's probably when, if you ask me about, you know, um, a piece of work and that I, that I'm like very um, particular in like how I want some, like very precise, I guess. I mean, it's also hard to answer because I know, because I know that I'm super emotional (laughs) (laughs) and that I'm really like particular in how I want it to look, you know. Um, But the reason I ask that question and put them two together is because like the whole idea of like self-reflection and the whole idea of like because you're creating the work you're you're so involved in the creation process like yeah. how often do you actually take a step back to think how are people perceiving me through this work because yeah all that is is um an autobiography in some way it, even whether mm. whether it's deliberate or not every piece mm. of art is about the person creating it in some way or another and it's like how often do artists actually look at their work and be like what is this saying about me like how yeah. am i can we go across in this work to people? So that's yeah. the reason I have a question because I'm always interested in how people actually think about that. Yeah. I guess I think because what I said before with the, you know, with like the colors, hmm. I sometimes worry that people will think, oh, it's just like this happy, childlike. thing. But then I know that when you mentioned that, when you actually look closer, which is, which is sort of what I, I like it to have that sort of contrast, which I hope comes across uh, when you look at it. Yeah, and I do. I do actually feel like it does because most people that that talk, yeah, 
no I do feel like that if if you know when you look a bit closer I do feel like a lot of the you know I feel like people have said that but you know at first it might look like this really bright happy thing and then you look a bit closer and you see other things yeah because other brightness attracts you mm. but then actually when you get into the detail of it you realize oh actually this is um not even really darker but this is more how can I describe it because because your work isn't necessarily dark I wouldn't say your work is dark because it's not it's not like it's not like Mark Ryden. I don't know if you know who Mark Ryden is, but it's not like Mark mm. Ryden where it's like really bubblegum, but when you look at it, it's kind of quite brutal. Bubblegum mm. and brutal. Oh, that's a very nice way to put it. Bubblegum and brutal. But yeah. your yeah. work isn't like that. Your work is very much like, it's just honest and very vulnerable. That's what your work is. I feel, but it's mm. like you don't notice that until you look into it and you kind of form your own opinions about the character and about situations yourself. Mm. You know, I think, yeah, you're de- like a lot of artists, your work is definitely one of those artists where one of those, types of art where you need to really look into it and spend time with it for you to understand it rather than just glance at it and be like oh this is a nice purple painting or this is a nice peach painting mm. you know mm. but, but I like the idea of like there's like a veneer where like it's yeah. all happy and shiny but actually it's really not and I love that yeah. I think that's so cool I absolutely love stuff that does that uh, because it just means that like, you're thinking about what you're doing if there's a but that is there, that is such a good description actually that's what I would like it to be so that's amazing that you think that it is because that is actually the that is the sort of thought behind a lot of it is that so the last question which would be very mm-hmm. happy to know is do about a question which is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work uh oh i am i'm working on lots of different things i'm working on four paintings that are going to be made into prints as well through and then be sold as limited edition prints through Art wow. Republic on their website. And I am also because I, I did this um branding illustration uh challenge. So I'm working on getting the things together for their digital showcase at the end of the month, which is inky goodness. And then I'm doing some more illustrations of my little playing cards. <laughs> and I'm working on two commissions. Well, you are a very busy lady. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, I'm, um, I mean, my Instagram is actually the only social media I really have. I've just joined TikTok. I have one follower. <laughs> start. Two videos up. It's a start. Yeah, no, but I don't. I'm like, I'm yeah. T- uh, Instagram is, um, is where I have most. The yeah, no, that's where I have my things, and my website that I am updating, which will be louiselilinorch.com when it's done. Louise, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me and for your absolutely. time. Amazing. Honestly, no, absolutely no problem. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. It was lovely to see a work in person and I'm really looking forward to seeing you again in person at some point in the future. Yes. And uh, thank you for taking the time. Honestly, thank I really appreciate it. Thank you so that. much. It's been lovely to chatting with you. That concludes my conversation with artist Louise Nord. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or get in touch on social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can be found on a variety of sites 
such as Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word. Also, please don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration, and if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. If you would like to support the platform further, we now also have a Patreon page for monthly donations. Today's start for more pound, and more information can be found over at patreon.com forward slash theflyingfruitbowl. Additionally, if monthly donations are not your thing, we also have a PayPal for one-time donations. I'll include a link to our PayPal in the show notes. Once again, thank you very much for listening today, and until next time folks, please stay safe.